Here's former Vice President Joe Biden making his pitch to voters on January 30th in Waukee, Iowa, ahead of the Iowa caucuses on February 3rd. The following audio is courtesy of Reuters. Please welcome Vice President Joe Biden. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please sit down. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Don't jump. Be careful up there. <laughs> Is there a basketball game today? Well, thank you all. Thank you all for being here. And, uh, and I want to thank the Vilsacks for their undying support. It's meant a great deal to me, and it's, uh, it's mattered a lot. What I ask myself a lot, and I think you've asked yourself as well, does it matter if a president lies? Does it matter if a president has no moral compass? Does it matter if a president believes he or she is above the law? Does it matter if the president is petty or mean, or spiteful. Does it matter what the character of the president is? Well, I believe the answer to each and every one of these questions is what you think as well, is yes. Over the course of this presidency, Donald Trump has proved he believes the answer to each and every one of these questions is no. Ladies and gentlemen, in November, America will have a chance to answer the question, does the character of a president matter, yes or no? And there's a lot of issues in this campaign, and I look forward to debating them with Donald Trump. I look forward to debating him on health care. He's determined to destroy Obamacare. I'm determined to save it. <laughs> President Obama and I worked too hard to pass the Affordable Care Act. It's the reason we have protections for pre-existing conditions in this country. It's why you can keep your child on your health care policy till age 26. It's why women cannot be charged more for their health care than a man can. It's why 20 million Americans have gained coverage. And that's what we need to build on. And I will do that with a public Medicare-like option. And why does Donald Trump, why does he so badly want to get rid of it? Because it's called Obamacare. Anything is just simple. He has no plan. He has no better idea. He just can't stand a single achievement from our administration. And he's already lying about it. He just said, he just said, he's the reason why pre-existing conditions are covered. Yo. You can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. He's actually trying to take credit for the very thing he's in federal court trying to destroy. Welcome to Donald Trump's world. Up is down. Lies are the truth. Allies are enemies. Everything is through the looking glass. Look, Trump and I have already gone one round with each other on health care. In 2018, I went into 24 states for 65 candidates. I took on Trump all over the country, and we beat him. In fact, we beat him like a drum. And in the process, 
In the process, we took back a majority of the House of Representatives. And we should remember that this year, because I believe if we take the fight to Trump on Obamacare, we will beat him again. We're not looking to win the presidency, but in the process, we'll win a majority in the United States Senate as well. And I look forward. I look forward to debating Donald Trump on the single most important issue facing the world, climate change. He doesn't understand the science. He doesn't believe what's happening. He refused to admit the problem exists. While the rest of the world applauded Greta Thunberg for her courage and her leadership, this young teenager was named Times Person of the Year. All Donald Trump, all Donald Trump could ever sue, do is seethe over losing the cover on Time magazine. His response, his response, she's an angry teenager and she has problems. She's an angry teenager. She has anger problems. Whoa. I don't, I'm, I'm resisting listing his problems. But look, instead of applauding the courage of that bright young woman, the President of the United States chose to attack a teenager. And I'm going to run on climate change, and we're going to beat him on the issue flat out. And one day, on day one, on day one, we'll rejoin the Paris Climate Accord, and then We'll invite the leaders and the major emitters of climate of, of, of greenhouse gases to Washington, D.C., all those who belong to the Climate Accord. And we're going to bring them to Washington, D.C. We're going to up the ante. We're going to up the ante on the commitments we made to deal with climate change. Climate isn't just a domestic issue. It's a foreign policy issue. It's a national security issue. It's a commander-in-chief issue. Here in Iowa, farmers will lead the way. Farmers in this state will become the first in the world to achieve net zero emissions. And they'll be paid to do it and paid well. Look, we can deal with the climate crisis. And on top of that, we can create millions of new jobs, becoming the world leader in clean energy. Look, I, I can hardly wait to debate this man. Let's look, I look forward to debating him on guns. He has given, he's turned the Oval Office over to the NRA. You know, I, I, it, it's just remarkable, remarkable. Look, we're going to take him on again, the NRA. I'm the only one that's beaten them nationally on three occasions. We limited, we, we passed the Brady Bill creating a background check system, and we're going to reinforce it. And working with Dianne Feinstein, we banned assault weapons and high-capacity magazines for 10 years in this country. And we can do it again. And I promise you, we're going to finally get rid of the immoral exemption made for all gun manufacturers that they can't be sued for the carnage that they're creating around. Imagine if we had that same exemption for drug companies, same exemption for tobacco companies. They're the only major industry that has that exemption. It never should have been given the protection in the first place. I think it's immoral. And as president, I'm going to do everything in my power to see that it ends. Ends. And folks, I look forward to debating Donald Trump on national security and our standing in the world. 
This man has walked away from our allies, embraced dictators and thugs. He's taken us on to the brink of war in Iran. His America first policy has made America alone policy. And as president, I'll repair our relationships with our closest allies. The days of embracing thugs like Putin and Kim Jong-un are over. You know, we're going to start, we're going to restart the Iran nuclear deal. We're going to rejoin the Paris, the Paris Accord on climate. And we're going to reaffirm our commitments to our NATO allies. Both America and the world will sleep a little bit better because they'll no longer worry that Donald Trump may get up in the middle of the night and put out a tweet that can start a war. This guy is amazing, man. Healthcare, climate, guns, national security, education, student debt, women's rights. All these issues are on all these are on the ballot. All these issues are on the ballot. But there's something on the ballot that is even bigger, even more important. The character of the nation is on the ballot. America's character. I do not believe we're the dark, angry nation that Donald Trump sees in his tweets in the middle of the night. I don't believe we're the nation that rips babies from the arms of their mothers and thinks that's okay. I don't believe we're the nation that builds walls, whips up hysteria about an invasion of immigrants that's going to do terrible things to us. I don't believe we're a nation that embraces white supremacists and hate groups as he has done. I don't believe we're a nation that bows down to Vladimir Putin, and I will not. Ladies and gentlemen, and I don't believe we're a nation that sees the free press as the enemy of the people, justifies legally justified inquiries as witch hunts, congressional oversight as a hoax. I don't believe we're the nation that says fulfilling your oath of office is an option, an option. And I don't believe we're a nation that, in fact, looks at the Constitution and thinks it's okay to be laughed at, mocked, or ignored. In Joe Biden's America, the president's tax returns won't be a secret. <laughs> Political self-interest will not be confused with the national interest. And no one, no one, even the president of the United States, will be above the law. When I look at Donald Trump and what he stands for, how he behaves and what he's done, my response is always the same. America is so much better than this. So much better. I believe there's what the New York Times columnist David Brooks calls an invisible moral fabric that holds up societies. It's made up of decency, honesty, treating everyone with respect, giving everyone a fair shot, leaving nobody behind, giving hate no safe harbor, demonizing no one, not the poor, the disadvantaged, the other, leading by the example, not just of our power, but the power of our example, and standing as a beacon of the world, being part of something bigger than ourselves. It's a code. It's an American code. We the people, we hold these truths self-evident, folks. But for some reason, this president doesn't seem to get it. He just doesn't seem to get it. You know, what this president doesn't understand 
that unlike every other country on earth, you can't define America based on race, ethnicity, or tribe. There's no way to do it. When you're going home, think about it. How would you, do, how would you define America to a friend from another country? You can't do it other than by an idea. America is an idea. It's an idea that's stronger than any army, bigger than any ocean, more powerful than any dictator or tyrant. It gives hope to the most desperate people. Folks, and it will not be extinguished by Donald Trump, no matter how hard he tries, period. You know, I've talked a lot in this campaign about... Uh, about the threat that I believe Donald Trump poses to the nation, a threat to our core values. I honestly believe he's a threat to our standing in the world, a threat to our very democracy. But to, par to paraphrase Captain Sully Sullenberger, remember the guy who landed that plane on the Hudson River? He wrote an article in response to someone making fun of the fact that I used to stutter. And uh, he describes best what troubles me most about Trump. Under President Trump, he says, we've seen what Sully calls, Captain Sully, and I've never met him, calls a culture of cruelty in America. A culture of cruelty. This is a president who laughs at, insults, demeans, demonizes other people. He pits us against one another. He traffics in the ugliest, the ugliest lies and bigotry and prejudice that have long coursed through this country. It's never gone away, but he plays to them. He's more bully than president. He's more George Wallace than he is George Washington. And he's having an incredibly corrosive effect on our nation. Hate groups are listening. And they've heard the dog whistle. From the president, they've grown to become emboldened as a consequence of it. Our closest allies are listening. They've heard the president praise Putin, watched him engage in love letters with Kim Jong-un, a thug, treat NATO like it's a protection racket rather than an alliance. And they're asking, what has happened to America? What has happened to America? I'm not making this up. Some of you have gotten to travel abroad, you know it, and you've read about it. What has happened to America? Our kids are growing up hearing his vitriol, the way he talks to anyone with whom he disagrees. Will we be surprised if five years from now our kids are growing up now insult, attack, demean, or demonize others? President's words matter. They've watched the president do this. I've said from the moment I announced my candidacy, this country can overcome four years of Donald Trump, but eight years of Donald Trump will fundamentally change the nature of this nation, the nature of our society, and we cannot let that happen. Folks, this is no exaggeration. We've got to reject this culture of cruelty. Empathy isn't a weakness as he thinks it is. This president is just incapable of any empathy. Decency, dignity, treating others with respect is not a weakness. He thinks it's a weakness when you do that. This president 
just doesn't do it, won't do it. Rejecting hate, being part of something bigger than ourselves, isn't a weakness. This president has chosen not to do it at that as well. Over the course of this campaign, I've met so many people, heard so many extraordinary stories, inspired by so many that I've met. One of the real inspiring moments just happened to me not long ago. I was in an elevator in New York City going to an interview with the New York Times editorial board, which I did not get. <laughs> the endorsement I did, but I got something better. I met an elevator operator named Jack Juan in that elevator. You might have seen the video of it. Apparently, it's been replayed 700,000 times. Anyway, Jacqueline said the nicest things to me and told me she was supporting me. And I left there thinking, this is why we do this. This is what public service is supposed to be about, to care about people, to connect with people, to hear their voices and be their voice on a larger stage, to represent the folks who don't have a lot of money or power or influence. And what I thought about Jacqueline is what I've thought about so many people across this country in this state and my state. The American people are good, decent, honorable people. And given half a chance, they've never, ever, ever let their country down. And they deserve. They deserve a president who tells them the truth. Not lie, lie after lie after lie. They deserve a president who will put the country's interest first. Not his own self-interest. They deserve a president who will appeal to the best in us, not the worst in us. They deserve a president who's willing to bring us together, not for their own benefit, push us apart. So in Iowa, this coming Monday, February 3rd, I'm asking you to consider caucusing for me. I need your help. I'm convinced. I'm absolutely certain we can repair this country that we can repair our standing in the world, that we can win the battle for the soul of America. The country's ready. Democrats, independents, and even a lot of Republicans, they know we're so much better than this. And now they've had a glimpse of the dark side. I'm not being facetious. And they realize what we are able to do. So thank you for considering me. Thank you for being here. May God... Bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you so very much. <laughs>